The city of Toronto has voted against designated an old soya sauce factory that has very special meaning to the Chinese community. This is a two-story structure at Queen Street East and Leslie Street, and it was once home to Lee Food Products, which produced and, of course, distributed China Lily soya sauce. This is a staple pretty much in every Canadian kitchen. And the company moved to Scarborough, but it left behind this building, which when you see it, you go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that building. But it's now owned by a developer who's planning to turn the site into a 126-unit building. And now it looks like they can go ahead and tear that down to build. The area councillor, Paula Fletcher, had said there is no architectural value here. I'm a big proponent of preserving our history. Toronto has done a lousy job of doing so. We just tear everything down, and we have to live with that now. Hamilton has gone... Maybe it's a few mistakes, but they've done a really good job of preserving a lot of their historical sites. And so we erase our history, I think, at our risk. But the question becomes, does this site merit protection? Or is this a building that carries cultural significance to one community? Let me bring in Arlene Shan to this conversation, an author and Chinatown historian. Good to have you. Good morning. So uh, disappointed, I would think, is uh, the assumption here with the decision for this building, uh, voting no against it, so it can be torn down. Yes, in, my, in the, the ideal world, it would have been great to preserve this building, but I am happy to know that, you know, Toronto Council approved the motion to have a commemoration instead. So, I mean, that's the next best thing. So I'm, I'm happy with that, uh, that second choice. The building itself is an interesting one. It's pretty ugly i mean in areas it has some nice features on the front of it that like probably could be built into the new design is there any work with the developer who could implement some of it in i mean it's not i don't necessarily look at it like yeah for sure that should be preserved but there are some features in the building is there any talk of that with the developer here i i mean what i like about the building i mean it's a two-story building and um, the fact that there was such a predominant use of the color red, uh, which is right. the most lucky color for the Chinese culture, it would be wonderful if even that color could somehow be included in the in the new development that's going to happen there. Right. And so, look, this is a, a this operated for 73, 73 years at this site. And of course, it was built at a time when Chinese Canadians faced an awful lot of barriers. And, and it also introduced a lot of Canadians to Chinese flavors that were very new at the time. And we just completely take for granted now. Um, so there is a significance to this particular company and, and what it brought to the community. Yes, I, you know, in 1947, when the company opened up, Mr. Lee, I mean, despite the times, because that date, 1947, is so important in our Chinese-Canadian history, because after Second World War, and 1947 was the repeal of the Chinese Immigration Act, which had, for 24 years, it, um, excluded any Chinese from coming into Canada, with the exception of just a handful who were allowed under exemptions. And before that, there was a, a, a head tax that Mr. Lee likely would have had to pay $500 when he arrived in Canada as a young man. Um, so that act was repealed in 1947. And also that is the year that the Chinese got the right to vote across Canada. And with the mm -hmm. right to vote, Chinese could now enter into public office. They could go into professions. 
And so you have to think of, I'm just mentioning a few laws, but there were over 100 anti-Chinese policies and laws in place up until 1947. And so for Mr. Lee to overcome these kinds of obstacles, and he found, um, interestingly, a niche business, um, like our first uh, Chinese-Canadian business, uh, which was Laundries, and again, a very niche mm -hmm. business that started back in the mid-1800s in Canada here. Um, Mr. Lee established um, a soya sauce company because this was at the time when chop suey was becoming very popular. It started in, in the United States and moved up to Canada and into Toronto, and there was a demand for chop suey. So by establishing a soya sauce company, and the company also produced um, bean sprouts and canned goods that would have all been the key ingredients in making chop suey, which is uh, was a really popular dish. And it's so important because this chop suey, this Chinese Canadian dish, a Chinese food that was adapted for the Western palate, really started breaking down barriers because as much as you can um, um, repeal laws and policies, the hardest thing to change are people's perceptions and stereotypes and attitudes. So by um, banking on this popularity of chop suey, it helped to build bridges between our Chinese community, which had been very much segregated up until 1947, really helped to bridge the community with the larger community. So it was like, this was such an important business um, in, in fulfilling that kind of, um, of change. Yeah, and, and these things get forgotten because, of course, now we have Chinatown and um, you forget the, the stepping stones and the building blocks that brought us uh, to that uh, community, which is, you know, so popular throughout Toronto for everyone to visit and certainly to uh, those of Asian, uh, Asian cultures who, who find, you know, a lot of ties uh, to their culture there. It, look, the bottom line is... Um, is this a building that once it's gone, does it take us backwards? I mean, or is it something, you know, they've expanded in recent years what they'll preserve as heritage and or what they'll uh, include as ordinary. And, and there is a move to, I guess, keep those buildings around that are culturally diverse to the communities. But I'm not sure Leslieville... I mean, if, if this building was so important, they hadn't really taken care of it. It's generally not until it's gone that you go, gee, maybe we should have really taken care of that. Yeah, when I think of our, our Chinese Canadian history in Toronto, we lost our first Chinatown with the construction of New City Hall in the public square. And then it moved to Spadine and Dundas, which is now, you know, our, our largest Chinatown in Toronto. And we also had another Chinatown at uh, Broadview and Girard, which is very close to Leslieville. And, you know, it always... Um, it, it always disappoints me when this it, when the city tears down the old to build the new. And this was really mm -hmm. the, the cry in the 1960s when our old Chinatown was torn down to make way for the new. Um, and I think it's so important that we 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 really pay more attention to preserving our history through these um, older buildings, because, you know, our, what makes our city great is that diverse communities of people from around the world. And I think that sites like this one really tell the, you know, those untold stories of our early immigrants and how important their contribution was to making our city what it is today and how great our city is today. Well, I guess we'll have to stay tuned to see what the commemoration looks like or if, in fact, the developer ends up implementing any of this. And uh, we'll have to stay tuned for that because that'll be a few years away. Nonetheless, fascinating uh, look back that I think a lot of us forget about. Arlene, I very much appreciate it.
Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. And, and again, you know, having the, the, the threat of the, the tearing down of this building has again opened up um, this, this story to so many people who would not have heard it otherwise. So thank you very much. Yeah, for sure it has. Thanks so much, Arlene. That is Arlene Chan, who is uh, an author and a Chinatown historian. And so, yeah, like we, we do lose a lot of details over time. Um, I hate to see old historic buildings go. I think it has to make sense, but I do in Toronto, for sure. We tear down way too much of our history uh, and replace it just with well, parking lots and ugly condos that have no, no story to tell.